Monday, September 4th, Labor Day. The Dome Foamers podcast is back. I'm your host, Christian Kruger, as always with Neil Mieski and Brian Dorton. And we're just lifelong Astros fans who love to talk about the Astros. So, boys, let's go. Episode 19, here we are. What a world, what a life to be in. So boys, <laughs> before we, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Let me, uh, let's uh, thank our title sponsor, Two Gringos Chupacabra Rub and Season All. Two Gringos makes the finest rub, salsa, chips, jerky, and marinade you've ever tasted. If you haven't tried their products, please do it today because you don't know what you're missing. The main thing that you need to know about Two Gringos Chupacabra products is they are so good because they only use the finest ingredients and never, ever take shortcuts when it comes to quality. This is why we are proud to have Two Gringos Chupacabra as our title sponsor. You can find them in your local grocery store or on their website at twogringoschupacabra.com. That's the number two, gringoschupacabra.com. It's Labor Day. Dorton, I hope you're grilling. I'm going to try to, but between seventh grade football practice and fall ball baseball practice, not sure it's going to happen, but thank you to two gringos, two for being our title sponsor. All right. Episode 19. Also, I mentioned on the podcast last week in our college preview that we were nominated on the internet baseball writers association of America as um, brand new best brand new podcast of 2013. The voting is till September 8th. We have it on all of our social medias. We will repost some of that stuff tonight and tomorrow. If you're so inclined, please go vote for us. Cool honor. Cool thing doing that we just uh, were Very happy cool. to be nominated for. Yeah, honored. All right. So let's move on to this podcast that I'm sure is going to have a dark, <laughs> dark cloud on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of positivity going forward. Three and three for the week, 77 and 61 for the season. One game back of the Seattle Mariners. We are currently started recording this about 2.30 on Monday, Labor Day. So the Astros and Rangers are kicking off here in about 45 minutes. So we wanted to kind of get this going so we could watch that. And Clemson Duke tonight in football. So before I give my thought, Neil... You get to kick us off with your temperature check. Oh boy! Oh boy! It's uh, <laughs> oh boy. There, this is this week is a microcosm, kind of of, of what uh, what the season has been. Really, you, you've got moments of amazing baseball, and then you've got moments of just bottom of the barrel, just rotten, bad, bad baseball. So there, there's a, you know, there's the feeling after the Boston series that you go, this is the team. This is it. This is what we're, this is, we, we're back. <laughs> you got what happened at, in Houston, which makes, it just doesn't add up, right? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to, to us who've been watching these guys for the last how many ever seasons, but 
it, it's frustrating, you know, it, it really is. And <clears throat> we've got just, you know, what, three to four weeks left to figure it out. And we're borderline at anything from winning the, the division to being on the outside looking in. And there's there's zero way to predict what this team is going to do. You know, we, we spent some time last week going through and trying to pencil in what we thought. There, there's absolutely nothing that, we, I mean, who the hell knows? Who, who the knows? hell knows what team is going to show up? Are we going to score, you know, 11 runs? Or are we going to score one run? Is our pitching going to get through the sixth inning or are they going to get through six batters? I mean, it's are we going to play? Are we going to play our best players or not? Is Dusty holding well, a new probably, grudge against someone that we haven't, well, that, we don't know about yet? That that's probably just the the most consistent thing that we can say about them is is our manager is going to consistently squeeze us in certain areas. But I mean, it's frustrating. Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea what team's going to show up. And so that that's my, that's my temperature is who the hell are we? Who in the hell are we? And, and that has nothing to do with Dusty. I mean, that that's, we still have to play. I, I don't agree with Dusty uh, one bit, but our starting pitching, our batting, I mean, the consistency, uh, that's, that that's not necessarily just Dusty. So, that's where I'm sitting right now. All right, Jordan. Bring it on. I, it's yeah. Oh my God. Getting getting swept by the Yankees is is one thing. Getting swept by the Yankees with your optimal lineup with the best team that you have not on the field in September. I, I'm sorry. Like it's I, I agree with you, Neil. I think that, yeah, these guys need to step up and and hit the ball. These guys need to to to. We need to score runs. I get it, but it's so frustrating because the things that we can change and the things that we can actually make a like have a hand in optimizing. For some reason, the powers that be are just refusing to do so. And to me, it's hard to not go to, I feel like this is sabotage from within where someone is actively hindering a, a optimal lineup for whatever reason that no one else can see. And I would, I would love, and I will be the first person to come up and say, Dusty, you know what? You're a genius. You, I didn't even know that these numbers existed. If you can show me exactly why you're sitting a kid that's an incredible fielder and incredible and, and more so an, an incredible uh, hitter, I, I would love to see it. If you can c come up and show me how this guy right here, Diaz, is a better is better for this team on the bench than Maldonado is every day. I'd love to see it because I I haven't seen it. I'm I'm 
and all of the 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 numbers that I've looked at, they're not there. And I I just don't understand it. I don't get it. It is it is beyond me. It, it's either it's either someone is woefully incompetent or you are sabotaging this team from within. Period. That's it. Well, I would love to disagree with you, but there's no data anywhere on the face of this planet that makes me, that gives me an idea or even a a thought to disagree with you. So you're going there. Love it. Because I agree with you. Neil's also right. Neil, especially the starting pitch, um, the starting pitching has been horrendous. So uh, Neil is, Neil's dead. I'm going to unpack both of y'all. So Neil's right on the starting pitch. I can't argue that. The starting pitcher needs to be better. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I mean, mean, I do. Yesterday, with, with yesterday Hob- was yesterday was such an anomaly. I mean, we had what we had seven hits to their eight. We left one fewer hitter, or we left one fewer runner left on base. I think they had five left on. We had six left on. Uh, that just that stat right there is not a six to one game. No, you are correct. And Javier pitched better, um, but he's he been bad. He, he has been bad. Um, and I just, I do think with him, it's, it's the world series last year, uh, all the extra innings and then the WBC. I mean, I, 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 he just, cause he just looks tired. He's not throwing. I was specifically watching his fastball yesterday. I, he, he was two and three miles an hour down on his fastball. Yeah, that, that, that is not – that's a tired arm. So, you know, we need him to step up. I don't know that he's going to because I think he has a tired arm. But, but yep. to your point, to your point, Dorton, um, we can pinch hit a guy in the ninth inning, but he's not good enough to start and get three more bats. Mm-mm. Right. But he pinch hits and gets a single. Um, and then, and then, then we have – Let's bat him eight then, today. Yeah. And then we have – honestly, you're right. I'm just glad he's playing today. But I am too. We'll get into that. I am too. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We have – and then the other night, two nights ago, whatever. It's all running together now for us, right? With – by the way, shout out to the Giddings Buffaloes with a win. So, go Hawks. Big time. Um, in my book, they're my favorite Buffaloes, not Colorado. It's the Giddings Buff. But <laughs> Coach Prime. <laughs> we the night bef- The night before – we're pinch hitting John Singleton for one of our top four hitters in our lineup. Now, <laughs> I don't. We we can't we can't predict the outcome. We 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 can't predict. We can't predict Chaz would have got a hit. Okay. Yep. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know about Chaz. He might have struck out, but it was going to be swinging, not lukewarm Peter High right down the middle of the plate. Oh, let me raise my arms, John Singleton. I'm glad I pinch hit. Called strike three. This is a joke. It's an absolute sabotage joke. I know I half said it kidding two months ago. I am so far. De- I am so far on that let. It is. I don't know what he got his World Series, and now it's like, let me show you how smart I am. I'm going to go against everything that possible is out there. And look, we can turn this into a six-hour podcast on this topic. We just don't have enough time with all the stuff we've got going on. But today's thing set me over the edge, okay? 
I sent it to y'all. Dorton sent out multiple tweets this week of the crap that comes out of his mouth that is so stupid. Like, that's the thing. It's not just one player. It's this player. It's this player. The starting pitching has not been good. So then you know what you probably need? You probably need your best players hitting as many times as possible. This is the crap that he sends out 30 minutes ago um, before the Rangers game today. Dusty Baker on Jose Abreu. Quote, he's back in shape. We've got, we've got every Thursday off. We need him. We need him badly. Okay. Do we need him? Sure. We have other yeah, options sure. there, though. We have, but we have other options. You bet. Okay. Baker on Chaz McCormick. Depends on what I need. I, I, meaning Dusty. Quote, what I need. I thought that was telling. It's yep. about you, Dusty. We know. It's about yeah, you. We know. We know. We know it's about him. Depends on how a guy's doing. I mean, it's easy if you've got Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. Do I right. think Chad? Do I think Chaz McCormick is as good and talented as Julio Rodriguez? No, I don't. I don't. I haven't pulled up his numbers compared to Julio Rodriguez's, but I will tell you this: he's a top five center fielder at the plate this year. So if if Jose Abreu is so important to this team, and Chaz is such an afterthought, a fourth outfielder, a bench player. We're going to do a little Jose Breu and Chaz McCormick. And listeners out there that listen to this podcast, you tell me who you would rather have in line. I understand they don't play the same position. But that te- is telling me right there with those direct quotes from this piece of crap manager that he wants – he's, he's concerned about Abreu and he's more important to this team. So, boys, let's start it at bats. All right. Jose Abreu, 453. Chaz, 327. So a difference of about uh, 126 at bat that Abreu's had more, okay? And Abreu was hurt sure. for a month. Correct. Okay. Great point. Hits, Abreu, 106. Chaz, 92. Home runs, Abreu, 12. Chaz, 19. Batting average, 234 for Abreu. 281 for Chaz. RBIs. Say that again. Six. Go back. What did you say for batting, that there? Batting, batting average. average. 234 yeah. for Abreu. 281 for Chaz. Okay. Yeah. RBIs. 63 for Abreu. 60 for Chaz. In 127 less plate appearances. K's. Abreu struck out 109. Chaz has struck out 98. On base percentage, which in my mind is one of the most important stats in today's game, is getting on base. 293 for Abreu, 363 for Chaz. Slugging, that means how well are you getting extra base hits in your power spot. Abreu, 351. Chaz, 511. OPS, which is on base percentage plus slug, 644. For Abreu, the average major league hitter is 700. Chaz, 874. OPS plus, Abreu, 76, 24% below the average major league hitter. Chaz, 137, 37% better than the average major league player. 
And if we're going to end this all and just break it down as simple as wins above replacement, which is war, Abreu, negative 0.8, Chaz, positive 3.2. Yeah. So that's a difference of what? My mathematician, Neil Mieski, negative 0.8 plus 3.2? Yeah, that's four. four. Thank you. It's four games. If we just take all those stats and break it down to four games, we would be four games better if Chaz – Chaz had more bats and more playing time. Really? You think we take four games right now? Yeah. Any que- any questions on me breaking down those 11 categories for you? I decided not to go stolen bases because it wasn't fair for Abreu. Since Chaz has 14, I think he has one. But I can keep going. It- and this is Dusty saying how important Abreu is, and Chaz, Chaz just gets carted, just carted off like, nah, if we need him, we need him. It depends on how he's doing. It depends on what I need. Yeah. What are, what are, we, what are we dealing with here? So the, the thing that I take out of that comment that, that irritates me is I, I'm fine with what he says about Abreu. I, I really am. Like, pump him up. Yeah, man, we need him. And there's no doubt, like, a, an Abreu who, when we signed him, if that guy would show up again, we, we'd all be excited. The, the, the slap across the face to, to McCormick basically saying, you're nowhere near as good as, you know, the regular everyday center fielders. That's right. the arrogance that pisses me off. Like, well, have y'all have you have you noticed the trend lately in the last two uh, oh, last yeah. week and two? What's the trend? Yeah, he's not a now everyday bon- guy. Now, do Bonds playing center? And y'all know, and I know Dubon is Dorton's boy, but Dubon nah, as Dubon is my boy. I know, as a utility no, I know. player. I know, I know. That's where that he is shines. Dubon's. That is Dubon's third best position. So we're playing Agreed. a guy, his third best position over one of our best hitters. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm I don't looking know. right. Yeah, Go ahead, Neil. It's, it's idiotic. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm going to compare Julio Rodriguez with Chaz McCormick. Okay, so uh, 327 at-bats for Chaz, which you said, and then 548 for Julio. Julio's average is 285. Chaz is, is 281. So, very comparable. Uh, Julio's got 24 home runs. Chaz has 19, right? So, hundred over 200 more at-bats, and he's got five more home runs. Yep. 88 RBIs for Julio, 60 for Chaz, again, in a fraction of the opportunities. Julio has 36 stolen bases. Chaz only has 14. But here, here's the big one, on-base uh, OPS. Julio Rodriguez is 825 and Chaz is 874. So to to basically what's, tell Chaz, what's what's what hold on real quick. What's OPS plus? Yeah. I don't Julio's OPS plus. I'll look I don't it. have it here. Go ahead. I don't I'm go ahead, Neil. I'll look it up. So but but to just basically say like, man, Chaz, you're you're great for us, but really deep down, you're you're just still a platoon player. Uh and even if you thought that, like, 
even if Dusty Baker in in his in his heart thought that, why in the hell are you saying that publicly? Why would you be such a piss poor leader to come out and say that? Is it to get sort of revenge because Chaz's brother is out there on social media blasting you? Is that what it is? Are you that petty? Are you that childish? I mean, it, it makes no sense for a guy to go out there and and blast his own player like that. And, and there's not a there's not a a logical coach out there that would support doing that. I mean, you're, you're not you're back not up, being a professional. Back up, Mieski. You nailed it. He's that petty. Yeah, he I think that that's petty. the key. He's that petty, and he's that. He's his ego is that big where ding, ding. it is it is not about it's not about putting the best team on the field. It's about me showing the measuring stick on this and yep. proving to everybody who's in charge. And uh and if 100%. I'm right, I'm it's gonna be huge. If I'm wrong, who cares? I already have a ring, right? So let me keep. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jordan. Hold on, then and I'm like, hold on, real quick. I just want to clarify on Neil because he brought Julio Rodriguez's OPS plus is 129, Chaz is 137. Now this isn't about Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez is a hell right. of a player. I'm and, 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 I'm yes, and 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 the only reason why he, any of these numbers are where they are is because he had an unreal August. Okay, he was having a bad yeah. year until August, and he just went off. But it's just interesting that Chaz is eight percent better offensive player so far this year than the Julio Rodriguez. Okay, well let's uh, compare. Jordan, go ahead. Let's compare players. That's what that's what our manager wants to do is compare players. Yes. All right. Uh, so this is as of this is as of uh, August twenty seventh. So this is about a weekish old, right? Can, can I ask August, who we're comparing? Right. Okay. Well, let's look at the highest wars. Uh, right. Wins above replacement. Right. The highest yep. wars. With fewer than a hundred games, fewer than a hundred games this season, who's on this list? Corey Seager, Sean Murphy, Cody Bellinger, Chaz McCormick, Aaron Judge. Okay, sounds like a pretty good list to be on. All right, let's look at highest. Let's see, WRC plus versus left-handed pitchers. Highest WRC plus versus left-handed pitchers with a hundred plate appearances. Mookie Betts, okay. Ryan Mount uh, Ryan Mount Mountcastle, Chaz McCormick, Freddie Freeman, George Solar. Okay, seems like a pretty good list to be on. All right, last one. How about highest run value against? Any single pitch type, and we're looking at four seamers here. Oh, I've seen this, this stat. List? Who's I've on this? I've seen list? this one. Let me give you a hint. Freddie Freeman, Chaz, Shohei, Tucker, and then Candelari. Okay, seems like a pretty good. So, it it seems like I can also put out comparisons with other players that tend to go the opposite direction of what Dusty's point is. So really what's the real reason that you're not putting the out? 
Um, but yeah, yeah. to continue with Dorton's because those are some great. I mean, he's, I mean, he's talking with some of the best hitters in the game. Yes, I just <laughs> and 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 I thought actually I thought Dorton was going to do the Martin Maldonado Yonner Diaz comparison because that's just so lopsided. And I think I think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna play Maldonado, which is obvious that he's going to, then what? Then wouldn't you want to put your best hitters because you have a you have a hole at nine when you have Maldonado batting. So then when you want to optimize the other eight. Yeah. So Julio batted 429 in the month of uh, August. Yeah, he was on fire. But that's the thing. Like, it's it's not even about him. It's what Dusty brings up. Yeah. Right. We got we got we got D back, but what we're saying, Dorton, is you're, it's all right. It's just it's Labor Day. It's how it works with the internet. That with all your you, you all your stats, those are some of the best hitters in the game. Yes. And what and what I was saying is, um, and, and obviously you can go back and edit some of this. What I was saying was, if you're going to play Martin Maldonado because he's going to, then you need to optimize your other eight batters because you have a hole at nine. And we just don't we just don't do that. Um, and look, let, 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 let me back up also. I, I was not trying to throw Jose Abreu under the bus. That's because Dusty brought it up. Um, we do need him, but there are other options there. I mean, I, I'm to the point now where I think Michael Brantley needs to be playing some first base. Um, Fine. Are we, are Abreu, we already to uh, a point where, where – Brantley needs to rest. Well, because <laughs> he's not yeah, in the absolutely. lineup today, is he? No, they're facing lefty, and I kind of, but I did kind of think that was going to happen. I, I know, I know. I know. So, but is I, he going to sit for every left-handed pitcher that we face? I mean, our time for our time for resting players. Hundred percent. That was and a, that was and, a couple months ago. And look, I'll, I'll fall on this one. Doing I did that. not think I did not I did not think Brantley was going to be as good as he was starting out. Very fair. I didn't. It's been 15 months seeing major league pitching, and I'm a huge Uncle Mike fan. We all three are. Absolutely. I didn't think he was going to be. I didn't think he was going to be this good. Him driving the ball to me is a huge positive. So I'm with you. Play him. I mean, I mean, how long are we going to wait? How many opportunities are we going to mess up? The only reason, if you want to know, if you want to know why we're still having this conversation, it's because the Rangers have been so bad. Yeah, we should be out. That's we should be toast. At least fighting for the the number six six seed. Even the Mariners, for that matter, they're they're doing us some favors too. I mean, losing losing a game against Oakland, losing two or three in New York. I mean, but this is the stretch to where. This is the stretch to where if the Mariners can get through it, right, this is the whatever, 13 games in a row, 10 of them are on the road because they, they're at the Reds for, for three and then they go to the Rays for four. This is the stretch. If they can survive this, then they're sitting in a situation where really they control their destiny. And, and I mean, with them being in first, technically, they're they're the ones that, they're they're the only ones that can say that. Uh, I mean, the Rangers and, and the Mariners 
it's not like they're they're peaking, right? And, and again, who the hell knows what we're doing? Well, I mean, think hey, about it's, it. had, it's... had we won two of these games, I mean, had we won one yeah. of these games, one, one, All yeah. honestly, had just one. one. I'm telling you, man. I, I know we said this, and it's you know what? Honestly, it's exhausting to keep having the same conversations because of this <laughs> of this manager that we have, but. It's going to come down to one or it's going. Whoever wins the West is going to win the West by you know how many games? Yeah, oh, yeah. one right. One. It's going and to you be know one we game. talked about. And whoever gets into that third, about, by the way, whoever gets in that third wild card spot is going to get in it by probably. Yep. Because Toronto is not going anywhere. And by the way, we can't tie the Mariners. They have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. We've got the tiebreaker on Texas. Yeah, we got to play him. I, I, I think, I think we have to play him three more times. No, yeah, no, I think we, we have. Ha- no, we have to win a game. It's six four. Throws, so we have to win one game. If we get swept, which you wouldn't think we would, but we just got swept by the Yankees. It's in if the, we get swept, the cards. They, they have the tar- they have the tiebreaker plus that puts us way back of them anyway. So you can't get swept anyway. Although our schedule, I'm sure I'm glad we're playing in Arlington. Yeah, me too. I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, really, we're terrible at Minute Maid. And what is that I'll, about? I'll get to I'll get to uh, going to. I went to that game last night and took the girls, and the amount of Yankees fans that were there, and the I, how loud they were, it was embarrassing. Frankly, it was. I've been. I've been multiple times to a game there. They, they they buy the tickets, man. They're obnoxious. I hope they. Well, embarrassing. I I don't even want to talk about it. I I was so. Look, Neil, you said it earlier in your temp check. You know, we can't predict. No, no. There's we have no idea. But let me tell you what. When we when we get done with the podcast last week and we go three and zero against Fenway, I'm like twenty and ten. 20 and 10. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, you just went right. You went backwards. Correct. Agreed. And that's what I'm saying. Our night, our number of 94 uh, across the board, it, it's lowered for, for all of them. I mean, the range yeah. is ga- two of three to the twins. How many games uh, are left? And, and the Mariners. We're at <clears throat> 77 and 61. So we're at uh, 138. 24 so games. 24? 24 yep. games. Yeah, 24. So we would need to get to 94. We would need to go 17 and 7. Yep. Who the hell mm-hmm. knows? I mean, I mean, here's here's what the remember when we got swept at home by Seattle? Remember that series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and- we lost the we we, we and, lost those three. Then one Maldonado gave Boston. us the pep talk that that caught us back out yeah, of it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So then we we won the next two at home against Boston. Then lost three in a row. Then won five in a row, and then lost three mm-hmm. in a row. I mean, you see the Trent win, lose, win, lose, mm-hmm. and, and it's just there's no consistency, and, and that's between pitching, hitting, and, yep. and of course managing. So. It's a uh, man frustrating. Neil, do you About have like it up? Seeing Pena batting second today. 
Oh, Which dude. Yeah. See, now right. you're going to try to now you're going to spin me out. I'll get in that in a minute. Do you have it up, Neil? I know that's what you're trying to do too, but would you have it up yeah. like the last last 10 games? How many starts yeah. does Chaz, Chaz have and how many starts does Diaz have? Ooh. In the last in I'd the last to, 10. Yeah, you'd have to give me a chance here. Okay. Uh Diaz, yeah, so, Diaz uh, you, I'll come back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, you look at it for a second. I'm Dorton. So, can you okay, I will say this. I'm one of Jeremy Pena's biggest critics because of the way he's played. Okay. I will say this. Agreed. However, l- the last 10 days, he started two weeks, hit. he started to hit. Okay. Yep. Agreed. Well, and, and what I – even better than getting hits, he's starting to drive the ball, which I like to see because yep. he has the potential to do that. Agreed. It's small – would you agree that that's still a small sample size? Absolutely. Okay. Very small. Yeah. And now we're moving him up to two, moving Bregman, who, by the way, has been a hottest hitter, our hottest hitter. Yeah, to four. Yeah. Why don't you just leave Pena down there and anything you get from him is bonus? I, I don't know. And why are we, we trying what? this? Why are we trying this experiment again? Is Diaz at eight? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so Pena is going to hit more than. I'll, everyone but Altuve. That drives me insane. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Neil, did you get to it? So I've I've got uh, Yanir. He has played, and so the last ten games that puts us to the twenty-four. So he played against Boston. Then the two, three well, I'm games not talking against about play. Detroit. I'm not, like started. No, yeah. So I, I'm going by at bats okay. here. So uh, he he okay. had, uh, yeah, he's good. So the only game, so eight is the answer there. He has played okay. in eight games. That's fair. Not counting the not counting the pinch hit. And you wanted to know because he's the other one. because he's because he's DH some, which is fine. Right. I want his bat in the lineup. Okay. Right. And you wanted to know who was the other one? Chaz. Oh, dang, I had him up. It's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be pretty. Oh, I'm sure. He's played in 10 games in the last 15 days. Jazz? Jazz. Played? Played. Wow. Not started. Played. So that's – so. oh, not started. So that means pinch hit or whatever. So the 24th, one, two, three, four, five. I've got him at six. Six of the last 10? That's what I've got him at. So that's, so that's, one, that, that's two, basically, three, a, four, that is basically five. a platoon player. That's a platoon seven. player. I, I'll put it at seven. I think that's the, the 24th. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. And we have 24 games left. We okay. have 24 games left. Anyone before we before we move on? Because, I, I mean, I could keep throwing stuff out. Dorton, you know, started off bringing up Diaz. I just – I don't even know where to go. I, it is, I almost it is. came out of – I almost came out of my seat last night when – well, I did come out of my seat, but almost went over the rail when uh, first I saw Dubon warming yeah. up 
and then go to the plate. And I, I, I just didn't understand it. And then when he's walking up to the plate and I saw Maldonado come out of that dugout, I said, that, why, why are we here? Like, no one cares. Like, obviously, no one cares about winning this game. Nobody does. Obviously, our, our, and I'm still convinced that had Maldonado gotten on, I mean, sorry, had, had Dubon gotten on last night and not popped out, I think, I think he was going to bat Maldonado there with two runners on. Yeah, because at the time it was a two run game. So, yeah, I, I, I man, I don't, I can't, I, I, I don't want to get in his head. I don't, I, there's no telling. I don't. I'm so, oh, dude. I'm so ready for him to be gone because they didn't. And these, they didn't. These switch. people on social media that defend him. I don't I even know do. what to say. I don't even know what to say to them anymore. Give me like, a I don't break. Even Give me a break. And don't don't tell me don't tell me it's because he's won a World Series. That, that oh World Series gosh. was that, okay. That World Series was one. Neil's youngest. Neil's youngest one. child. Exactly. Neil's youngest child is how old? Neil? How old? Ten? No, he's oh, older than eleven. 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 Uh, your youngest child, Jordan, is how old? Eleven. Uh, my my youngest nine. Yeah, and my so yeah, I knew they were all close. And my youngest is ten. I just can't keep track of all these kids, right? <laughs> if you take our three youngest children and you give them, you let them watch um, a week of Astros games. And I know Neil's youngest because he watched a ton of Astros, just like mine does. And your youngest is slamming them drums um which is awesome but if you gave her a week to watch those three children could write in lineups better than this (laughs) hack that we have managing this team yes i'm dead i'm dead serious i don't want to hear this he's got two thousand games of winning the wins and experience no it's about writing in a lineup on a lineup card and do not give me the World Series because – Oh, dude, I know. That, again, those kids could have managed that team to a World Series last year. Dude, Sorry. Mike, Mike, Schimmick, was... Mike Schimmick would have had that team 140 and 22 last year. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I just feel just, like – Just for reference to those that don't know, that's that was our high school baseball <laughs> coach. Um, okay. So let's – because we could, we could go all day on, on Dusty. But the fact of the matter is, it's twenty-four games left, yeah. and then about and, and in about five minutes, the Rangers Astros are playing at three o'clock on Labor Day. So weird, so odd. I think it's interesting that we had the late game last night. Thank you, Major League Baseball. All that's right, that's not a that's not a shocker. I mean, we we've seen that before. I'm I'm just surprised it wasn't in New York, and yeah, then we had exactly. the early game right here. Yeah, because that happened last exactly. year. Remember? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, before okay, we move so, on, before yeah, we move on, I want to just say one thing. And I, I, I'm going to say this, and we're going to be done with it. The fan interference call last night is what it is, right? Is what it is. Uh, the fact that, and I didn't find this out until, obviously, I got home, but the fact that ESPN, the fact that, number one, uh, this, the fan got to go back into back to his seat, number one, and number two, uh, the ESPN gave him airtime is... <laughs> I don't understand this, right? Like there's a reason that we don't show fans running out onto the field. And there's a reason that we don't glorify fan interference. And that is because if we start seeing this more and more, 
This is yeah. on the shoulders of ESPN for glorifying that. Oh, like, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I loved the interview. I thought he <laughs> was awesome. I loved it. It was entertaining. It was awesome. And that guy was great. And him calling the Astros the asteroids was <laughs> one of the best things I've ever heard. But there's already there's already there's already shirts out on breaking tea called the asteroids. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. You bet. Like, I love it. I think it's great. And like he's the, the dad is right. He gave his son a a experience he's going to remember forever. So I don't blame the dad. He really didn't know what was going on. I still think that you should be certified <laughs> to sit in the first row of any seat in Major League Baseball. You should let me tell you certification what. process. And you should when be certified I, to be able to do when that. Brooke, when my middle one and went went last week, two weeks ago now, on that first row, I was scared to death that he was going to get kicked out for fan interference. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he wanted over he wanted over that railing so bad. Yeah. 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 I, I don't blame well, it. You know, and it is what it is. So good for him. I'm I'm super happy for him. I'm happy for that kid. That kid had an experience of a lifetime. Shame on ESPN for rolling out the red carpet to glorify it and i don't know maybe that i the security team at at minute may maybe should get a a little dressed down a little bit for because you're, you're supposed to be exited from from the premises you, this, you in are those cases but it was interesting it, it just yeah him. it just add, it just added to the weirdness of that whole deal um okay let's go real quick let's jump because I want to move through this pretty quick because the game's about to start. And I know all three of us want to watch as much as we can. So Dome Fomers player of the week. Um, do we, can I, can I just say this for everyone? And, and if you want yes. someone else, it's Alex Bregman. Bregman. Yeah. hundred percent Bregman. N- Neil, do you have someone else? I mean, Yonair, he's the other one. Sure. I mean, sure. He's the other one. That's the. Uh, I mean, I, I, in, I just in, don't think there. I don't think there's anyone else. Anyone else? I just really don't. Right. I mean, Breggy's yep. on fire. Yep. Okay. So let's change we'll get, things we'll, up a little bit. We'll we'll buy him a we'll buy him a beer. Um. Yeah. Exactly, Dorton. I, I I yeah. Exactly. Let's change it up. All right. I'm gonna do prospect of the week. I, Neil Neil did um, uh, Billy of the Kid Billy Wagner last week, and I started doing a little digging, and then I saw. Uh, pop up on the Corpus Christi hooks, and and I I want to say he was the he was the Astros minor league player of the month in August or hitter was Billy the Kid's son Will Wagner. Now I don't really know what I think of Will Wagner. He's had a ton of injuries. He's 25. He was drafted in the 18th round. Plays third base. Um, pretty good hitter. Uh, but I did want to reference him because we needed to do something else in the minors. And then I saw him pop up and get um, Astros minor league player of the month. So he's come, he, he, he's was, came up from Liberty. Um, as, as we said, he was Billy the kid's son and he plays third base. And the reason why I brought that up is there's going to be a decision made um, after next year on our current mm-hmm. third baseman. So I think he's probably a major league player. I don't know what his ceiling is um, because he is older um, and he's had injuries, but when he plays, he hits. So it'll be interesting to see um, he's playing at Corpus Christi. I would fully expect him to be at Sugarland 
um, all of next year and be promoted. Um, but his name's Will Wagner, and he – let's see here. Yeah, he backs left, throws right. They have him – and he will play some second base as well, 5'11", 210. So there it is. Will Wagner is drafting the 18th round in 2021 out of Liberty, pick number 538. He's hitting 298 um, this season and, and with an OPS of 875. So something to keep an eye on. Kind of cool. It's Billy Wagner's kid. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yep. And like I said, he, he did get player of the month. So um, be interesting to track. And with any questions there before we move on? Good. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Well, next we got the throwback player. And the throwback player of the week is done by Neil and sponsored by our friends at Victoria Equipment Auction. And at Victoria Equipment Auction, their number one goal is to get you the best price for your equipment in a hassle-free and professional manner. Whether you are part of a large corporation looking to clear old equipment out of your inventory or an individual interested in selling a single piece, Victoria Equipment Auction is ready to go to work for you. Just drop off your equipment and we'll take care of the rest. You can call Clay at 361-935-2444. That's 361-935-2444 and victoriaequipmentauction.com. Shout out to Kenny and Kevin Griffin. Great people. They'll do a great job. So, Neil, with that sponsorship taken care of, who is our throwback player of the week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a list of guys at you. Tell me who these guys are. All right. Forrest Whitley, Forrest Whitley Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, George Springer, Delano the Shields Jr., Jason Castro, Chris first, Hart, all first Brad, round, All first-round picks. All first-round picks of the Houston Astros. So mm-hmm. today's is a first-round draft pick, which is the Chris Burke. Oh, Chris Burke. So, yeah, so – Chris Allen Burke, born March 11th, 1980, from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, he was a Tennessee volunteer guy. We used to have a guy in the minors that played for us that went to Tennessee. What What was that guy's name? Drew Gilbert. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. And we have another one. Zach Daniels also plays at Tennessee, played at Tennessee. He's still in the minors for us. He's gonna, on my list as a prospect. But I see what you're doing, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was just double-checking. It seems like we have some history. Anyways, uh, Burke was a stud at Tennessee. Uh, College World Series, his junior year, playing shortstop for those guys, hitting 435, 20 home runs, 49 stolen bases. And uh, that was in 2001. So in 2000, after that, after that uh, World Series, College World Series appearance, Burke was a first-round draft pick, being 10th overall by the Astros. Moves up fairly quickly, playing, uh, you know, Round Rock. And, and at that time, we were – our double-A was over there. Uh, our triple-A at that time, I guess. Round Rock was triple-A? Yeah, because Corpus is still – They've been – they've been, they've been both. But been both? Okay. And so, he plays for Baseball USA, uh, Olympic team, all-star future. I mean, Chris Burke was, was basically the guy that was going to basically replace Craig Biggio. He was on that short list of guys that this could be this could be the one, and so finally in 2004 he makes his uh, appearance July 4th against of course the Rangers and then uh, bounces around back and forth a little bit for the rest of 04, 05 he was rated as a, as the top prospect in our in our uh, whole program right so 
2005, he, he makes opening day roster, ended up getting put back down to Round Rock, finished the season batting 248, five home runs. So, again, this is one of these guys that could be one of these 4A players at the time. Uh, 2005, obviously the, the biggest thing in his whole entire career was you the, the walk the walk off home run in the 18th inning against the Braves that, you that put betcha. us against the uh, yeah that was the NLDS 18 innings five hours 50 minutes all that kind of stuff I think it's the second longest uh, postseason game in history jumped anyway, off the so, couch jumped off the couch I remember that oh, I remember exactly no, where it yeah. was. So, which which got us to play the Cardinals and end up beating the Cardinals and and then playing uh, the White Sox in the in the World Series for the first time. So that was at the end of two thousand five, two thousand sixteen. Uh, not so not so great. Didn't make the playoffs. And so at that point in time, things are starting to change. You know, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit start to disappear. Oh uh, seven, he Burke is again on the team, but has spent some time back and forth on, on the roster. And so just never came through, right? Just never came through. So 2007 season ends, ends up getting traded to Arizona for Chad Qualls. I'm sorry, with Chad Qualls and, and Juan Gutierrez for Jose Valverde. He used to be our closer for a while. And, uh, mm, you know, just times. finishes out a handful of season. Yeah. <laughs> Finish it. I mean, and that's when, you know, we, we, uh, we get rid of old scrap iron and we bring in Coach, uh, Coach Cooper. And so things were just changing. We we're, you know, going a different direction type stuff. And boy, did we. But uh, he plays his handful of years with Arizona. Again, never amounted to what you hope that a number one draft pick turns out to be, right? I mean, it just didn't work out for him the way the way that you anticipated. So spend some time and, and works for ESPN for ESPN and SEC baseball network. But and by the know, way, sometimes... by the way, is really good at it. He's oh, really good yeah. at it. I love he's really good. He's when I heard yeah, him, when I heard him doing, really doing college world series stuff, I was I was like, man, yeah. Is he's that good. the same this is the same Chris man, he's great. Right. So you know it, it just goes to show that if you're from Tennessee and you get drafted in the first round, it doesn't always work out. That's <laughs> except for that one game, <laughs> that one eighteen. Well, game. He, he may help. <laughs> he, he may help you get to a World Series, but uh, anyway, I like the optimism. Chris I like Burke. It. Yeah, I'm just you know grabbing at straws here, guys. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Burke, throwback player of the week. Thought uh, I'd throw deal. A, good deal. That something that is. That's awesome. That's awesome. He was a, he, I mean, he, he yeah, he just, dude, it, it, look, Major League Baseball's hard. I mean, it's just hard. Woo. How many, how many years did he play, Neil? So he's got one, two, three, four with Houston, and then one with Arizona, and then 2009 with the San Diego Padres, he plays a handful of games. Got I you. mean, his, got the most, the most games he, the most games he played was 2006, 123, uh, 111, and then 86 with Arizona, and then 32 gotcha. with San Diego. And that was it. That was all she wrote. All right. Well, that's good, man. Thank you for that. That, that was uh, – oh, man, that was kind of the, the end of us being pretty good to the start of 
the dark days. Um, game started for, for for reference point. Jeremy Pena lined out at the two hole. Alex Brayman got a single <laughs> in the four hole. Yes, you knew I would be that petty because if Dusty can be petty, so can CK. Um, <laughs> Kyle Tucker did fly out, so we did not score. Jordan walked. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up. And now the Rangers are up in the bottom of the first with JP France on the hill. So that is a perfect segue, boys, for mm, predictions for the predictions for the week. So three on the road, which uh, we're always better than that this year for some reason. And then off day against the team up north, big series. I mean, I don't think we need to say it, but massive series. Got to win two out of three, in my opinion. Um, yep. have to, have to, have to, and the Rangers think the same thing, I'm sure. Um, you got to win the series at this time of year. And then off day Thursday, come back home for the Padres. So, Dorton, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be optimistic, and trust me, my optimism oh, – my optimism, Oh, good. A leadoff walk. My optimism yesterday – would have been two and four. That would have been optimistic. Yeah. I think we are three and three. I hope we take two games against the Rangers, but I think we take one. And I think we take two at home. Well, it's now two nothing Rangers because Corey Seager just went yacht first pitch again. What are we doing walking people? What are we what are we doing walk? This is this is my thing. If Corey Seager's on fire, okay? So if he goes tank a job and makes it one nothing, okay. okay. But no, instead what you do is you walk someone in front of him and then throw one right down the middle. And so now it being one zero, it's two zero. Again, how many times we text this? Walks kill. Walks kill. Okay. All right. So you're three and three? Yeah, I might go back to two and four, but yes, three and three. All right, Neil. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my son's room, uh, and I'm looking for a coin, and I, I'm going to flip it six times. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Are, are we counting today's game in this? Yeah. Yes. Here? Yeah. Holy crap! Which is, which I mean, is our looking to be a gimme. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no reason. We, I mean, I'm being serious. There's no reason we shouldn't put five or six runs up against. Andrew Haney and their bullpen. I mean, there's just not. There's there's right. no reason. Well, I mean, there's no reason. Anytime somebody scores before us, I mean, like I always say, like, well, if we didn't plan on scoring, it, it it's not going to matter anyway. You know, um, it, it seems like we're always. But I, I didn't mean. Does yeah. it not seem like we're always behind? Yes. Well, including, especially early, including including at the plate. Start taking yeah. a look at how many times we get behind on the count. Oh, well, I agree there. But I'm talking about behind <laughs> yeah. in the score. Yeah. I think it feels like no, the other team it. scores first majority of the time. No, both. I'm talking about I both mean, here. We, they ought to just cut to the chase and, and make uh, a brave have a one-two count. I mean, or O2 for that matter. Start off, I mean, start off just... O2. Start off O2 and let's yeah, see what I mean, goes. I don't oh, even want to watch Garcia. Call timeout. I don't even want to watch this. Call timeout. I don't either. I'm so uh, mad about. Right, I'm Neil. so mad about the walk. Go ahead, Neil. Neil, what's your what's your pick? I, I mean, I guess, I guess three and three. I mean, a coin is fifty percent. 
Yeah. Right. So if I'm flipping a coin, heads there. I mean, what? Who the hell knows? I mean, it, we could literally lose all six. We could literally win all six. I, I got, I got no idea. Who, I mean, whatever. Three and three would be cl- close to one of them. We got oh, Valdez and Verlander. Yeah, Verlander. Oh, I know uh, Verlander will be be uh, Wednesday. Who are they pitching? It's Haney today. Who's we we Dane Dunning tomorrow, and then who are they pitching Wednesday? They are scheduled to pitch who Scherzer versus oh, Verlander. I didn't think it was up. I well, I, I, th- I, I think I, it's just projected. But, yeah, they're going to pitch Scherzer against us. Um, what a game. Three and three, three, and three ain't going to cut I think it. that's the crap. Three and three is no. going to cut it. I mean, but, I mean, I don't know how I can predict it, anything other than that. I, I don't know how. Yeah. I want to be – no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think we're going to go one and two here, which my prediction last week was two and one. Um, and I think we go two and one against the Padres, I guess. I'm hoping it's reversed. I'm hoping yeah. we're all wrong and it's yeah. four and two. Like, we get out here four and two, let's roll. But I've got, no, I've got zero faith in what I'm seeing already. I mean, France yeah. is a slot machine. God bless him. Okay. Him. God oh. bless him. Hopefully we're wrong. Um, anything else before we wrap up? I'll leave. I'll leave it at this. Hey, uh, Christy just sent this this tweet. I'll, I'll read this and then we can close it down. Okay. Martin Maldonado called eight breaking balls against Dominguez last night. Javier didn't throw his best pitch, fastball, one single time against him. On the eighth breaking ball, Dominguez hit the ball about a thousand feet. The two run home run, <laughs> the, the go ahead. Absolutely shout out to Christy for for seeing that tweet and shout and, and sending it to you. So I love that. Appreciate I mean I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. Appreciate our star anchor back there calling those those pitches, man. Just killing it. <laughs> Just killing it. So I, I will say this, okay? You know, after this series, we've got a we've got nine games to where we have got to wake the hell up. So we've got three at home against San Diego, three more uh, at home versus Oakland. We have a bye, and then we've got three at Kansas City. So there's nine games to where if we're going to make this, if we're going to make a run at the division, this is it. If And seven and two at a minimum, at a minimum. To, yeah, but to, it depends to, on what hole you depends on what hole you create here. Yeah. Oh Again, yeah. Th- yeah. Three and three is not going to make three and three is not going to cut it. Well, I, I can get through like a one and two series if we if we win one out of two out of three, I I can live with something like that so long as we back up. San Diego, Oakland, Kansas. But again, I mean, who who are we? What are we going to do? What? How are we going to play? All that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I have no idea. But the the opportunity I don't know, is man. I, I'm I'm frustrated, and y'all know. I know y'all are too. And, and again, I think we said this on multiple podcasts, and we'll end this. I mean, it, it's it's not. I mean, it is that we're losing, but it's just how it's how we're doing it. Like it's just. Yeah lethargic and just like oh we'll get them tomorrow hey it's now it's september let's turn the light switch on man sometimes guess what 
the power don't work and electricity's out. The, the light switch doesn't come yeah. on. And, and it's, it's, yeah. too, it's too late. And we've lost so many games um, that one, and I will say this, the one the players take ownership in and should play better. And then obviously we've talked about the other factor, the uh, getting dusty factor. But yeah. look, look, hopefully we can take this series um, and then get some momentum up for Neil's point, the Padres, the A's and Royals. Um, like, share, rate, and review the podcast. We grow every week. Appreciate everyone that checks us out. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's mom. Tell your friends. Uh, vote for us. Uh, we'll send some more stuff out on our social medias. It doesn't take long. It takes about two minutes to do it. We would appreciate it. Um, it's a cool honor. And um, so, boys, with all that being said, hope you have a great rest of Labor Day. Uh, short week, even though it's going to be crazy with kids' sports and all the extracurriculars that our kids do. Um, so, boys, with that, go Strohs. Go Strohs. Go Strohs. Go McCormick. I just doubled. Who did? Yeah. McCormick. Chaz. Chaz just doubled. I probably flew up. Yeah.